Arizona Desert Skinwalker by Smoky Owl. I had an experience many years back that I want to finally put down on paper. It was in 2003 when I was moving from California to New York. I haven't mentioned the story to anyone except those closest to me because my fear is that talking about it will bring it back to me. It's bad enough to keep haunting memories in hidden caverns in my mind. I also don't want people to think that I lost my mind out in the Arizona desert on that starry night. I live in Denmark now, so that night in the American desert seems like a world and an era away. Nothing happened to me in the sense of the body. While it was happening, it was terrifying and traumatizing. I have never been so scared, so alone in such a huge empty world, and in such imminent danger as that night. If you fear that talking about or reading about spirit animals can conjure them into your life, I recommend you stop here. Here's my story. I had taken a job offer in New York City and quit my job in San Francisco, so I had a month in between of free time. This was just a couple years after university, so I had friends that had moved back from our university town in Santa Cruz to various places around the country. With this free month, I could do what I wished. So I packed my things, everything I owned, into my pickup truck with a camper top and headed out on a road trip to visit my college friends around the country while driving to New York. Honestly, I lost track of time in Los Angeles after many nights at various venues and events. I had been crashing at the apartment of my friend Kyle actually crashing at the apartment of some girl that Kyle was crashing at. As there was always another event being promoted or reason to stay a few more days, I woke up on a Tuesday morning, wrote a goodbye note, and ventured out to find my pickup truck with all my stuff. It was a bit of a panic because had it been stolen, the only physical possession I would still have in this world would be left to the knapsack on my shoulder. I found my truck and pulled out heading for Las Vegas. The next city I wanted to visit a friend in was Atlanta, but I figured I'd do some solo adventuring and hit Las Vegas in the Grand Canyon while in this part of the country. When I came to the desert town of Barstow, which is a couple hours east of Los Angeles, I lost control of my truck for a second, grabbed the steering wheel, and managed to pull over haphazardly but safely to the shoulder of the highway. This was lucky as the highway had a lot of big trucks. I got out to inspect, and my back left tire was flat. These details are not part of the experience in Arizona, but set the scene leading up to it. It was a feeling of the days of several days of socializing with wannabe celebrities in Los Angeles, followed by what felt like a very unsafe and shocking experience on the desert highway. I switched out the flat tire for the spare. Each time a big rig would be heading my way, I would literally run around my parked pickup truck to avoid it and try and stay safe. The flat tire being on the left side of my truck meant that I had to jack the truck up and do the work with my body situated just by the rightmost lane of the highway. This is the lane that the big trucks like to drive in. All was fine, and I could drive a few miles until I found a tire repair shop. It was a small, cheap shop somewhere in the desert run by Spanish-speaking Mexicans. The shop was one of those cinder block and aluminum workshops with plenty of tires hanging along the wall with cheap prices painted on the tires with white paint. It turns out that it was just the air intake valve that broke, likely from the desert heat. It literally cost only $4.50 to repair. That being all good, I realized that it was now close to sunset, so I changed my plans. I decided to forget Las Vegas and the Grand Canyon solo adventure and hightail it out from my next destination city, all the way on the east coast of Atlanta, Georgia. This would turn out to be the most terrifying night of my life. The flat tire was just the fear appetizer before the pure dread of hell would be unleashed. So I pull out of the tire repair shop with determination to get to the East Coast as soon as I could and not stop unless absolutely necessary. I decided I'm going to drive east as long as I can until I'm too tired and will then get my rest in the truck. Early in the eve, I was really enjoying the drive. 
With crimson red and glittering gold sky behind me, the desert was beautiful in its vast, empty serenity. As I spent most of the past two years in an office environment, I was feeling exultation by the chance to be under such a gigantic and beautiful open sky above the flat sand of the desert, and the tall cactus were majestic and proud as they scrolled past my truck on each side. Sunset fell into darkness, and the celestial show above the desert was just another display of the natural world's unbelievable beauty. There was no moon. At one chance, I pulled over just to look up. The road was pretty empty. It was not quite midnight, and aside for the stars, I could see the Milky Way, and when you see it like that, it really lives up to its name. Suddenly, I felt uncomfortable. I had a sense that this intoxicating beauty was somehow luring me into danger, and I was surprised to suddenly feel very alone. It was just little me and all my humble belongings packed under the camper top of an old yellow Toyota pickup truck. I drove on. My fascination with the natural beauty soon waned until the night desert was like a hypnotist of sand and cactus, counting down from ten and putting me in a trance. The road was all mine at this hour, and it was one of those moments where it felt like I could be the only person alive on the planet. Then I saw something in my rear-view mirror to remind me that I'm not alone. It wasn't a car, though. It was a man. He was running, but as I was driving faster, I thought that I must have just driven past him and just seen him now. I drove on, but I was no longer sleepy. I was wide awake, and my mind was racing to rationalize what it was I had just seen. I didn't get a good view, but I had seen a man. It just didn't add up. Something was off. I couldn't think of a scenario where a man would be running along a freeway late in the night out, way out in a desert. I relaxed for some moments. I, I, I must just be seeing things. Some of those cactus could make you think you saw anything. I drove on. With an elevated level of alertness, now I didn't want to stop. There might be something out there. And you know, I'm going to see him again. I knew that night that I would see him again. I drove on. On that straight road leading east, I saw him again in my rearview mirror. This time, he was not fading away, but holding speed about 10 or 12 car lengths back. I could barely see him. I checked my speed. I was doing about 60 miles per hour. Impossible, I thought. I let my speed slag off a bit, and indeed the man got closer. I could see him now about two to three car lengths behind me and illuminated slightly red from my backlights. He was naked and barefoot and running like that. It was amazing and terrifying. What is this creature and what does it want with me? I decided I had had enough and floored it. My truck was pretty loaded and doesn't accelerate good anyways, so as the speedometer moved ever so slowly up, my focus stayed on the man running behind my truck. He picked up speed and ran around so that he was running in the oncoming lane to my left from the driver's side. I could see him real good now through the driver's side window. His hair was dark and pushed back about neck length, and his skin dark, his face black with angled white stripes like he had some sort of war paint on it. I checked the speedometer and was hitting almost 90. I drove on. And he ran with me. I did not understand how it, this man, could run this fast and barefoot. He then accelerated faster than I was driving it, and I watched him run off ahead at an insane speed. I couldn't believe the speed of those legs moving as he sprinted down the straight, flat road. I drove on, with my heart pounding, adrenaline pumping, and sure waves of dread pulsing through my body. 
I thought to turn around and go the opposite way, but realized what the use if he can run that fast. It doesn't matter. I drove on. I hadn't seen a car or any humans, at least who can't outrun a car, for over an hour. And then the truck bumped. There were stones on the highway. They were small stones, but I tapped on the brakes. Then I floored the brakes because the man was standing in the middle of the street with his arms up and out a bit like he is putting on a challenging display. He pointed his index fingers at me with parallel arms, and then while holding his gaze, he wiped his neck with his finger horizontally from left to right, miming a throat, cut by a knife. I understood this sign language. The man walked up to the outside by the driver's side door and tapped on my window several times. I was afraid he would break their window. He was talking in some language like a Native American language that made no sense to me. I could see his face very clearly. He did have some kind of black paint on his face with three white stripes under each eye and white oval on his forehead. He continued to rant, blustering with his firm gaze. I was relieved to see two headlights in the rearview mirror. A rig was approaching. The man looked in the direction from where we had come. He looked back at me, and I saw his eyes. They were dark. At that instant, the man ran off from the road and into the deep desert. The truck veered into the oncoming lane to pass, and my truck shook and waned from the vacuum and force of air as the rig passed, with its blaring horn giving a deafening Doppler effect. And it passed. And in sudden silence, I watched the dust fall back to the road as the rig slowly vanished into the darkness ahead. I drove on. The sun rose. And only stopping to get gas in New Mexico, I did not dare take my sleep break until I was in Texas Wednesday night. I will not be doing any driving in the deserts of the American Southwest. I feel as though there is a spirit there that knows who I am. We have unfinished business, and I prefer not to see it again.